Hello and welcome to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian, here with my co-host, Carrie. And in today's episode, we had a ton of fun. This was part two of creating winning shirt designs that sell. And man, I definitely think this was kind of the most outrageous episode to date. We talked about people having to wear clothes. We talked about dad bods. We literally talked about so many things that we did not think we were gonna talk about in this episode, but it is also packed, jam-packed with a whole lot of gold. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And lastly, real quick, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It helps us reach new listeners and it helps you never miss an episode. So thank you so much. We're glad you're here. You guys are awesome. Let's go. Carrie, Carrie, what is going on, my friend? What's up, man? Happy to be back. Episode yes. 16? 16. 16. I, I think so. I think 16. Does that mean 16 Another, weeks? 13 weeks? It's a lot of something weeks. Something like that. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, we launched it. in January with, what, three episodes? Pumped. And, dude, can I just say, all right, like, I don't know if the listeners know this, but Carrie and I are absolutely obsessed with the analytics of this podcast. Like every single day we are going on Chartable and we are looking at where the podcast ranks. And I'm really excited and honestly surprised that we consistently are ranked in the top kind of, I would say 200 uh, podcasts in the category of entrepreneurship within the US. And we have to give a huge shout out to our listeners because they're the ones that made this happen, not us. So guys, man, like, I think we, I, I feel like we're always saying thank you, but like, just like, I, like, there's just an overwhelming amount of gratitude from us because you guys are helping skyrocket this podcast. And it's exciting for us because it means that clearly people are liking what we're putting out. So guess what? As a result, we're going to put out more stuff. Uh, so thank you guys. And you guys uh, are amazing. Yeah. yeah I was just like, say the high, I think the highest we've hit is, is like 120 in the entrepreneurship category in the United States. So wow. we really, we would really love to get in the top 100. Uh, so help Let's us go. do it. Like hit that share button, like text it to a few of your print on demand friends. Any, any, anybody, you know, that might get value from this, spread it out there. I think, I just think it's wild that like a print on demand focused podcast is, is doing so well. Like that's really cool. Uh, because we, I feel like print on demand is such a, it's a pretty niche niche, like within, yeah. <laughs> within business and entrepreneurship and marketing and all the different types of businesses you can have. So it's really cool to see that. I believe we're going to crack that top 100 any day. Oh yeah. I love we we got to do it. We got to do it. Everyone keep binging the, Come keep on. Binging the episodes. We're going to keep the content coming week after week. Um, and I want to actually give a shout out cause we're trying to acknowledge our amazing listeners and we really, really love when people leave us reviews or even just comments on YouTube. But um, I want to give a shout out on a review. This is actually from back in February. I've just been going kind of to the oldest reviews and making our way up. Uh, and this is from, oh, where did the review go? Not Super Rito, baby. That was the last one. This is from Laurel and Oak. Uh, so she left a review saying, thank you, five stars really enjoying all of the content and have found myself waiting for a new episode. I have yet to start POD yet, but your info has been very helpful. So a big thank you. Laurel and Oak, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for being a listening. So thank you for being a listener. Thank you, thank you for enjoying, you know, listening to the podcast. And we really hope that you do 
um, take that step. And we're here to help you every step along the way. So um, you're awesome. All you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And Carrie, with that, why don't we just just jump right into our, our back to back part two? Let's do it. Uh, so yeah, so this is part two, as you probably already know, creating winning shirt designs that sell. Just to give everybody a quick recap, uh, we had seven tips for winning designs in the first episode. Uh, in part one, I'm going to go through those real quick. So tip number one, create designs that invoke emotion and relatability. Tip number two, spy on your competitors to find their best-selling designs that you can use as inspiration. Tip number three, take inspiration from the design itself, not just the slogan. Tip number four, repurpose winning slogans from competitors and, and other successful t-shirt brands, even in completely different niches. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're going to have to go to the last episode because we expand <laughs> on all these. Tip number five, repurpose your best-selling designs to create new winning designs. Tip number six, remix your best-selling designs to create new winning designs. And tip number seven, scale your best-selling designs by adding them to other styles and products. So that was seven tips from our last episode. Obviously, those were just the headlines, just the condensed version. So go back and watch that because th those were really, really good tips, uh, those top seven. So I'm going to kick it off today with tip number eight. Which is, which is capitalize on holidays. Okay. The big thing I want to say about this tip is I think a lot of, I think a lot of sellers automatically think I have to have like a holiday focused brand to actually create these holiday designs. And, and Adrian's shaking his head for you guys listening Huge to audio. Adrian's like, no, I do think that's, <laughs> I do think that's a really miss. I think a lot of people miss out on the holiday hype because they're like, my brand is not Christmas focused or, or whatever the holiday might be, mm -hmm. but there's huge opportunity to take your designs and make Christmas versions or whatever the holiday may be. I think we've got some other tips in here that might kind of focus on some other holidays, mm -hmm. but specifically like, especially around the holiday season, you know, other ones like July 4th, maybe, you know, there's different, different holidays. You can do this, but, um, you can, you can do a couple things. You can take your existing designs and then you can create holiday versions of those that capitalize on some of that hype. Um, because, I mean, let's be real here. Like, I think most people understand that, like, from, you know, October through, like, the end of the year, people are just, like, begging for products to pull their wallet out and buy. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, like, you know, I, I, I struggle to find the perfect gift for my wife. You know, like, I I am... I, I'm paying so close attention to Facebook ads as I, as I go through, cause I'm like, I gotta find that gift. I gotta find that gift. <laughs> like somebody please take my money, you know? So like you have to capitalize on that holiday hype, especially in that three month, the fourth quarter kind of hype with black Friday, with Christmas, all those kind of things. So taking your best selling designs, making a Christmas version, a festive version, but also, mm -hmm. you know, also thinking of new designs that you, that you could come out with that might uh, more be more focused on holidays. You definitely can create winners much easier mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter and around other holidays um, than you can other times of the years. And for most t-shirt apparel, print on demand businesses, you should be capitalizing on these, on these holidays. Yeah, a hundred percent. I see so many successful t-shirt and apparel businesses cleaning up. Oh man. And you guys out there all deserve a piece of the pie. You just got to 
follow a similar strategy. So what they're doing is they're just leveraging the holidays and creating designs for them. A lot of times they're literally taking their best sellers and that's then just turning it into a Christmas version. And the example that I, that I talk about a lot is like, let's say you had a design that said cats make me happy. You not so much if you're in the cat niche, you could literally remix that into a Christmas version where you have a little image of a cat wearing a Santa Claus hat. And now all of a sudden it's a totally different design with the same slogan, but all of a sudden it's totally relevant to Christmas. So what I recommend doing is try to merge your niche and the holiday. That is the most powerful. You don't well, think yeah. a cat lover is going to love a, a, a Christmas inspired cat lover shirt around yeah. Christmas time. Like, go ahead, Carrie. No, I'm just going to say like, even, even changing up the slogan a little bit where you, mm-hmm. you mentioned having the cat wear a Christmas hat or something on the t-shirt design. That's a great idea. And also just thinking like that one's so easy because it could be cats give me Christmas joy or cats give me holiday joy. You not so much, you know what I mean? And then it's yeah. a cat with a Christmas hat. So you could change up the slogan or change it up a little bit and it, it would fit right in. Yeah. You can even change just the colors to make them more Christmassy, like red yep. and white, very classic Christmas colors. So maybe you make the font uh, partly red or something like that. But I just see so many people leveraging this and it is so powerful like everyone wants a christmas shirt everyone wants like a saint patty's day shirt every you know there's there's these everyone wants a halloween shirt there's like these holidays that everyone wants to kind of participate in and i feel like they're looking for the perfect shirt and if it can evoke emotion and relatability boom like you're just increasing your chances of that being a winner by so much more um but i just love seeing brands do this and one thing that's kind of like a pro tip here that i see a lot of brands do around christmas this has been popular for years and it still is is creating the ugly christmas sweaters uh, (laughs) for christmas with your niche inspired so you could have a bunch of cats like pixelated cats wearing santa hats in an ugly christmas sweater graphic i know like creative fabrica has literally like the kind of pixelated ugly Christmas sweater graphics that you can just use. Canva has some of them. So guys, there's there's no excuse. I wanna hear about people leveraging these holidays. It's a great way to boost sales um, around the holidays and give people a reason to buy. Definitely. So let's, let's move on to tip number nine. So we're doing 13 tips, by the way. We are on tip number nine, and that is kind of similar. Five more. Is it five more? Okay. Five, five more, more with Here we including go. We're this try one. Try not to make this five hours long, okay? <laughs> one hour per tip. Yeah, one hour Welcome per Welcome to tip. part 13 of winning designs. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Yeah, we could do like 10 minute segments, but no, this is, this is good. Um, tip number nine, leverage special occasions. So this is kind of just merging from the last tip, but special occasions are a little different than holidays. Um, generally there, you know, you don't get time off for them. And there's things like, for example, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Pride Month, Women's Month, Black History Month, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I see so many brands making kind of special edition products. Again, a lot of them repurpose their best sellers for these special occasions. I mean, in terms of something like Breast Cancer Awareness Month, the one I probably see the most common is people just make like their bestseller on a pink shirt and maybe they put the little Breast Cancer Awareness ribbon on it. Um, and then all of a sudden it's a special edition shirt in, I believe it's October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. 
and you can you can make a lot of sales and you're doing good you're spreading awareness of the month and a lot of times i see brands say you know a special percentage of a, a portion of the sales will go will be donated to breast cancer awareness which is really powerful it just gives people one more lever one more reason um to buy but um it's just i've seen so many brands take advantage of these especially these are some of the biggest ones that i see is First of all, Mother's Day is just such a massive holiday. Like, I don't think people realize the extent of how much people spend on Mother's Day. Like, it is a massive, and Father's Day too. If you can come out with like a really solid mother or father um, design that invokes emotion or relatability, um, sometimes it would make people laugh out loud. Sometimes it'll make people cry. I've seen both of them do really good for these occasions. Not only that. Um, there are so many things that I feel like do particularly well around Mother's Day, especially comes to mind is like jewelry. So if you're selling jewelry, you can really do well around this. You can make mm-hmm. special cards uh, for your jewelry that talk about, you know, mothers or, or whatnot. I've, I've even heard of people using ChatGPT to create little write-ups about mother, emotional write-ups about Mother's Day and then using them for jewelry. I think it was Ryan Hogue that I heard mention that on his podcast, which I was like, damn, that is solid. Like what a great, what a great use of, of, of ChatGPT. But Carrie, your thoughts. Yeah, I think it's the same, it's the same uh, strategy as last tip, right? It's, it's mm. just, uh, it's just any, any opportunity you get to, to capitalize on, on something that's a little hyped up. I mean, mm-hmm. every, that's on everybody's mind, not even necessarily hyped up. It's just, it's on everybody's mind right yeah. now. You know, literally as you're listening to this, I don't know what the exact date is when this comes out, but as you're listening to this, men, fathers, husbands everywhere are looking for, and, and sons and daughters obviously are looking for the perfect mother's day gift right now. Mm-hmm millions of mothers, right? And like right now, that's what's happening right now. And so if you can put something in front of them that, you know, speaks to them and it's some of all the, including all the, some of the, some of the things that we talked about in part one, it's got that emotion. Yeah. It's got the built-in emotion. Like you mm-hmm. love your mom. You, you know what I mean? Like it's got that built-in emotion. Your mom loves you. And, uh, and so that's just the idea of like capitalizing it and uh, on those things. And, and I wanted to also say a wise man once told me very early on, uh, one of my mentors, as I was like starting up my first e-commerce brand, he was like, run a sale every time you have like, anytime there's a holiday, anytime there's anything, just any opportunity you have to run a sale, mm-hmm. like run a sale. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why not? Like there's just extra revenue to be had. It's the same idea here. Like any opportunity there is to create a design that might pop off, like take advantage, you know, something that's on yeah. people's mind. And it's kind of a lot of these are kind of universal, right? Everybody's thinking about these things um, as they're as they're yeah. happening. So, uh, you're totally right, though. About I just want to say, like, about the promotions. Like, I am a huge fan of piggybacking promotions on special occasions yeah. and holidays. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say, just uh, Pride Month is also a really, really big month that a lot of people really, really clean up on. I have a friend who's in the dog niche. He has a really successful dog brand and he they go really big on pride month and essentially they'll, they'll have simple stuff like it won't be anything crazy it might just be like a graphic of a dog wearing the pride flag or something like that but they said that pride month is really really big for them and look at that you're crossing the dog nation pride month dogs mm-hmm. don't even know what pride month is <laughs> you know what I mean? but, but maybe they do 
<laughs> maybe they do. Maybe they do. But I'm just, you know, I, I see so many people capitalizing on all this and I don't see why people wouldn't want to do it. Another one is St. Patrick's Day. Like literally you can take your best selling design. If it's funny, uh, you can just put it on a green shirt or you can like yep. repurpose it. Like we talked about earlier. One that I see a lot around St. Patrick's Day is a green shirt that says zero lux given. Obviously a play on words. I'm not going to say what it's a play this on. This is a family friendly show, Adrian. <laughs> you can probably guess what it's a play on, but I just thought that was so freaking clever. And I was like, damn, I wish I thought. Why of did that. I come up with that? Someone, someone made six figures from that design. Easy. So good. So, all right. Okay. Well, Tip number 10 is again, in the same vein, jump on media trends. What's mm. going on in the news? What are people talking about? I, like, we, man, one of the biggest like resources is just like memes and, mm -hmm. and like these, like all of these short form videos that people are just putting out all this funny stuff. So many accounts I follow that it's like, what something that's going on in the news and there's a me, there's like a meme revolution that comes out about it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's the same idea as what we've been talking about, but like anything that's on people's mind, that's being talked about at that moment could you make a design incorporating your niche combined with that thing? And it's just going to get people to relate it to that thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, the one that always comes to mind, it's just like, it's not even an example of a t-shirt really, but like a news thing is the Johnny Depp trial, which has been a while oh now. My God. But like the, the Amber Heard <laughs> yes. and Johnny Depp trial, like yeah. that just, there were so many like memes and just funny things that happened. And like, <laughs> Amber Heard's face, you know, like <laughs> the faces she would make in the courtroom. My wife was all up in it. That's why I, I know yeah. all about, but, but like stuff like that's happening. Millions and millions of people are talking about it at those mm -hmm. like daily. Mm -hmm. So like, could you put out a pirates of the Caribbean cat shirt, you know, with the pirate mm -hmm. cat on it? Like, I don't know, like just something like that. You just think everybody's thinking about Johnny Depp at this moment. Like, what could I do to like, tie those things in, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so just, just thinking about those kind of things, um, that that's, that's the, the spirit behind it. Some of the examples we have here, celebrity quotes, um, politics is a huge one, TV huge. quotes, uh, things going on in the news. You know, one of the, one of the huge things is, is when it's election season, specifically oh, yeah. presidential elections, you know, this is controversial. I don't know. It's not something everybody will want to get into, mm -hmm. but like, I'll give you one example. Uh, it's, it's always the one that comes to mind with politics. And this is an, this is an easy one to, to, to envision the shirt, but like the make America great again, slogan, right? Like mm -hmm. there was this gold rush of like probably thousands of t-shirts and different things where you just put your niche in place of America. And it's like, make blank great again. And right. you know, it was like, every different item, you know, and you're just playing off right. that slogan. So, um, so it's, it, it can be, it can be pretty, it can be pretty powerful. And I, that's my take on it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I've got some thoughts on this one. So just kind of going, going further on the politics one, I've actually heard about people that have watch parties for presidential debates and they're just to take, <laughs> just to take notes, just like to dude, find slogans. They're just eating popcorn and waiting for someone to say something stupid oh. or, or something really clever. And they're literally just having a watch party waiting for like the golden nugget to mm -hmm. drop. 
and then they throw it on a shirt and get it online right away. And a lot of times, time is money. Like if you can be the first one to jump on something, you can get a lot of exposure, you make a lot of sales in a short amount of time. So that's like one thing that immediately comes to mind is having a watch party when there's a presidential debate. Hey, and by the way, yeah. by the way, I used to do I used to do this with athletes. You can do the same thing with athletes, like oh. po post game locker room like interviews and different things. Yeah, I used to watch those. Like I would have them on my phone, just up listening for like the something they were gonna say that was like funny, caught on, that was gonna be the news headline, and then put it on yeah. a t shirt. Like if you're right. in any of those niches, like man, it, you can do it in so many different different ways. Oh yeah, you can even repurpose it even if you're not in the politics niche. Like I know a lot of women in like the empowerment niche, they were taking things like, um, I remember Kamala Harris, she said, I'm speaking or something like that in a presidential debate and yeah. people put it on a shirt. I've seen it all over the place. I've seen it on so many shirts mm -hmm. and they just literally took that like tiny little quilt and put it on a shirt and then, you know, it, maybe they're, a lot of them weren't in or aren't in the politics niche. So yeah. there's definitely things you can do there. Other media trends kind of like, I guess politics or news related that I've seen some that were really successful is I remember um, a couple of years ago when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, all of these shirts came yeah. out that were like paying tribute to her. One I thought was this one is my personal favorite. It said Notorious RBG. And she was like wearing a gold crown and it was a play on the Notorious B.I.G. shirt like that that iconic shirt of Notorious B.I.G. wearing a gold crown. Yeah. But instead it said Notorious R.B.G. And I was like, oh, I wish I thought of that. That's so <laughs> brilliant. And so many people were putting out shirts for her. I even saw people wearing the shirts like she became an icon and people were capitalizing on that. Um, Another one just just all time. Just to balance it out for the listeners, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you saw, oh my gosh, like the bazillions of Let's Go Brandon items. Oh, so many. That was like, dude, that was like, I know somebody that literally just spun up a webpage when that, when, when that happened and mm -hmm. just made a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt. And, and then yeah. they hired an influencer, like a conservative influencer right away to like promote it. And I think the first day, literally they made this in one day, print on demand. The first day they did like 1700 bucks just from like, boom, yeah. like in a, in a couple hours. Like it's, it's wild. The, I the heard, virality of it. Yeah. I heard that so much money was made on that graphic. Yes. So much money. Imagine who made it first and got it out first. Like this, this, this stuff happens overnight, like in the snap of a finger. And if you can be quick to jump on a trend. It doesn't have to be politics. It could be celebrity quotes. Like Carrie was talking about memes. A lot of people say hilarious things in memes that can be put on shirts. You know what I mean? Or you can do like a little kind of spin-off of that. But there's so many things in the media all the time. And a lot of times they're actually turned into like Instagram reels or TikToks. Yep. Uh, one thing that's really, really trendy right now on TikTok is using CapCut templates. And a lot of them take little clips from videos. Like there's a lot from The Office. I don't know if you've seen the one um, where it's Dwight and um, the CFO. And he's like, what did he say? Oh, oh man, it was so funny. He's, he was like, what, what happened? 
what happened? And Dwight's just looking at him and Dwight's like, I think you already know or something like that. It was just a hilarious thing. And people were repurposing that um, onto memes. But you can also get inspiration for actual graphics from these things as well. And the timeliness of it can be super effective. That's one of the cool things about all the short form video reels, TikToks is like, You, you, I mean, pay attention when you're like, yeah, they're funny. Yeah. Like you, you know, you watch them and you, and you get addicted or whatever, but like also yeah. paying attention. It's like, this one's got a million likes Yeah, and like the office, like that, like the office, for instance, like all these mm-hmm. office little clips that they incorporate into these reels, well, they're bringing reels back into the, into the, you know, current time, like of people's yep. subconscious, they start thinking about it more. And so if you can, if there's something you can play off of there, you know, bring it into your niche. Like, yeah, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, totally. There's, there's one thing that I want to caution about this just before we jump on to the next one. Anytime you're jumping on kind of media trends, politics, anything like that, if you are going to use something like song lyrics, movie lyrics, an artist or celebrity name, be very, very careful that you are not infringing on any copyrights or trademarks. This is really big. I've heard of a lot of brands getting taken down. Uh, names like Tupac, mentioning Tupac, that's a trademark name. Uh, Biggie, I think that's trademarked. A lot of these artists, you actually can't use their name and they'll come after you if you try to put it on a shirt. So I just want everyone to be They will very come out of the grave. They will come <laughs> out of the grave. Their estate will. Well, they've, they've got like these like yeah. brand owners that, that are like trying to protect the copyright and mark and uh, the trademarks and copyrights. And so we all know Tupac's be, alive. Anyways. Very careful. Oh, yeah. Tupac's alive. totally alive. Are you he kidding me? Europe. <laughs> he lives in Europe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyhow, why don't we jump on to tip number 11? I think it's you next. I did jump on media trends. Okay, you cool. Next. All right, cool. Tip number 11, sell your products on proven best-selling shirt colors. So just so everyone knows, there are best-selling colors and there are colors of shirts that sell significantly better than others. The best-selling t-shirt colors are as follows, black, white, gray, like a charcoal gray and navy. I believe that was according to Amazon um, merch on demand or something like that. I actually looked and got the this data and it totally makes sense. Like I've sold a lot of colors over the years and these are always the ones that have performed best for me. Now I narrow it down. I usually only offer a design on one to two colors when I, mm-hmm. when I first release it. And only if it does well, I might drop it on special edition colors. And maybe that's just one more color or, or something like that. But I will say black is the undisputed best-selling color. So if there is any color shirt that you should be putting your design on, I highly recommend at least offering your design on a black shirt. And there's so many reasons why black shirts sell so well. One, they're flattering on most body types. Two, it's not see-through like white or light colored shirts. That's always a concern with, uh, you know, customers, something that I hear about a lot, is it see-through? And a lot of times they are, like a lot of white shirts, even high quality ones are a bit see-through, especially if they get wet. So you gotta be really, really careful. Uh, Another reason black sells well, it looks clean for longer, doesn't get as dirty uh, as easily as lighter colored shirts. Like, I don't know about you, Carrie, but when I wear white shirts, I get like that brown ring around the collar and I'm like, oh. You're just dirty, bro. It's (laughs) just, it's just, I was was out in the sandstorm. Seriously, I like, I. 
I don't I don't really wear white shirts. Like I think I have like one or two white shirts. I never yeah. buy white shirts. Like I just I, I literally put on a white shirt and I'm just like, wow, uh the dad bot is real today with this white yeah. shirt. I'm like, <laughs> can I get another black shirt? If you guys wonder why I wear black shirts, it's because they are flattering. Yeah. <laughs> flattering on on the uh, on the dad bod. Anyways. Totally, totally. To well, I, I only have, I think, one white shirt and I barely wear it yeah. because they just get like stained so easily. You spill one little thing, it like shows so, so easily. Yeah. Um, another thing that about black shirts that's really attractive is that it's a neutral color, so it matches almost any outfit. So you can wear almost anything with black. It, you know, the only thing people don't usually wear with black is black, like, you know, black bottoms and a black t-shirt. And some people even do that. Like, mm -hmm. it's not even that, like, you know, not that, that crazy. And then the other thing I'll say is that it just doesn't clash with colorful designs like a lot of other t-shirt colors. So there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of, you know, if it let's say you have like a retro neon design and it's like a bright pink and a lime green and a and a indigo, and then you throw that on like a red shirt or a green shirt, you're just like, oh, what what are they going for here? And a lot of times you'll see this on like merch on Amazon where they'll just put their design on every single color and you look at some of these colors and you're like, what, like, what were they thinking? Clearly they weren't, clearly there was like no strategy here. They're literally just putting this design on every single shirt. Um, but not only that, it just gives people so many decisions and that can easily lead to decision fatigue. So that's why, I, you know, you look at a lot of premium brands, you look at like Tesla, you look at Nespresso, you look at Apple, notice that like they don't have a massive selection for you to choose from. They usually have a small selection and they do really well for themselves. So we can take a hint from those successful brands. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? No, I mean, I think you nailed it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, one thing I see a lot is I see people wanting to put all the colors you know, mm. they, like they just want to put all the, they just want to sell in all the colors, but it's like, that's actually doing a disservice to your sales. Mm -hmm. You know, like all the colors aren't meant for that design. Like that design is right. going to look really bad on some of those colors. And yep. the other thing, like you said, is like some of those colors just don't sell well. Like yeah. I have tried for years to love Royal blue t-shirts and I just mm. don't like Royal blue t-shirts. Like you know what I mean? Like, it's not a bad color. It's just like, every time yeah. I put it on, I'm just like, why? Why? It just looks bad. I just don't like it. It <laughs> yeah, almost like, yeah. it just makes me feel like it's, I think it's something about like, it doesn't feel current. It feels like really old school. Like I just, I don't know, just Royal blue does not work for me. You know what I mean? And it's, and, and so there's certain colors that just don't, they just don't sell well because I just don't, I think they're just not flattering right. um, for people. I agree. And, yeah. In general. And, um, but I, I do see a lot of stores that have too many colors. That's a, kind of a whole nother subject, but you know, keep, keep your colors to a minimum. As we said right. here, black, black, white, charcoal gray, maybe Heather gray would be the only one I would show in there. We're both wearing like a Heather, kind of a Heather gray. Mine's yeah, we're acid like totally gray, matching okay? today. Mine's acid gray, acid is Heather gray, gray but whatever. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, so yeah, like Heather gray, navy, charcoal gray, white, black, you know, keep it to a minimum. Use sell the best colors or show the best colors, uh, but keep your keep your um, keep your options to a minimum because that reduces decision fatigue, and you're also just going to be showcasing your, your you know your the best looking colors. So that's all. Dude, I, would say I, about I have to say, man, you might get hated on a little bit for for your comment on royal blue shirts, given Sorry. that you're from Oklahoma. I know. And the Oklahoma City Thunder isn't their color like. Uh, yeah. Royal blue. Oof. Well, I actually think it's, it's <laughs> is it royal though? It's kind of, they're kind of 
kind of navy, navy and orange, <laughs> but maybe, yeah, royal blue, I think it's kind of in there as well. Speaking of the Thunder, about to, we made it into the playoff or the, the play-in Ooh. tournament. We were supposed yeah. to win like 12 games this year. We, we ended up doing much better <laughs> and made nice. the play-in. So we're playing the Pelicans. When you're hearing this, we probably already, we already won or lost. So I thought you were going to say we already won. But I'm pumped. I'm a huge Thunder fan. <laughs> uh, been since 2008, since they came to Oklahoma City. Sorry, Seattle fans. All right, let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> All <laughs> tip right. Tip number 12. Yeah, I think this one's you. Tip number 12, use high-quality product images. So, yeah, I mean, you can have a great design, but, like, if your mock-ups and your images stink, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, you're not helping your chances. So it kind of goes without saying, but, you know, you, you want to have a high-quality, you want to have high-quality mock-ups uh, that are visually appealing, uh, and there's a couple things that goes along with that. So there's two types of mock-ups you want to consider. The mm-hmm. first is a standard, you know, just the shirt itself. To go along with that, though, you know, many print-on-demand mock-up, the standard mock-ups are kind of they kind of stink. Yeah. So I would definitely consider investing in a, a, a just more visually appealing mock-up. But you want a standard like just the T-shirt, you know, probably a digital mock-up. Some people like to take their own photos. If you're a photographer, you want to do that, you know, feel free. But just take a really nice, clear uh, picture of the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, get it, get a high-quality mock-up. The second type is lifestyle images. It's important for people, it's important to have lifestyle images because it's important for people to be able to see what the t-shirt, the design, the color, all that stuff looks like on an actual person, right? right? Like they want to see maybe how it fits or what it, you know, what it looks like or just what it looks like on different types of people, those kind of things. So a couple of things that are important to remember are that the person wearing the t-shirt in the lifestyle mock-up ideally should look like your target customer so mm-hmm. that they can imagine them, themselves wearing that t-shirt design. And this is another thing okay. I see to go along with having all the color options. A lot of people, they go into place it. We love place it place. It's right. amazing. But the, the, the problem is place. It gives you a million options, right? Yes. All different body types. Like yeah. one I saw recently that, you know, I was kind of like, huh? Was, um, I'm not going to call it the specific brand, but let me, let me just, let me just put it this way. And hopefully this doesn't come off like insulting, but the brand was focused on people and like people that live in Louisiana, Mm -hmm. but the guy was literally the buffest guy you've ever seen in your life. Like Mm. muscles just bulging out of the shirt. And he's wearing this Louisiana shirt that was about like food or something. And I was just, my thought was, and, and I love you, Louisiana, but I was like, does this look like the typical guy in Louisiana that's buying a T-shirt about food? Mm. I, I mean, you can look up the statistics. I live in Oklahoma, one of the most unhealthy states in the United States. I think Louisiana is even lower on the list. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying the target customer is probably not that guy. That's all I was saying about that. So it's like that's something to consider is like what does your customer look like? You know what I mean? And, and you mm. want to showcase people that look like that customer. Yeah, so, that was an awesome um, design, though. By the way, I have to say, I know, I know what you're talking about. That yeah. design was awesome. I love the design. It was and what so I, perfect for Louisiana. What What she said was that the that T-shirt was actually selling. Like I think that mock-up was actually was actually was selling a sales. little bit. Yeah. And I was just thinking, if the guy looked a little bit more like the typical Louisiana guy, it might sell even better. You know what I mean? Just because it's it's hard to like for someone like me, like it's hard to re, for me to relate when I see the the super ripped out buff guy. Because I'm like, I'm not that guy. So You're it's not hard super for me. Ripped and buff from all the pickleball, dude. My right arm. 
man, I can throw a punch with my right arm, my shoulder just bulging out of the shirt, but it's everything aspirational. else. It's uh, aspirational. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't aspire to look like that guy though. When I, when I say the guy was buff in this mock-up, it was like too buff. Like steroids too buff. buff. Yeah. Like Adrian yeah. is like buff, attractive buff. Okay. Oh, wow. But this guy was like kind of gross buff. If you know what I'm talking about. Like too buff. I'm definitely like not like this super swole. Like whatever, dude. I, I saw yeah. you in person. I met you. In person. <laughs> Adrian's like tall, dark skin, just, you know, ripped. Anyways. Say more. Just kidding. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> we both have wives. We uh, both have wives. We We're both wives very happy in our relationships. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. So those are, those are some, right. uh, some more tips. I got to finish up the tips. Tip number yeah, one yeah. on, on lifestyle mock-ups, you know, make sure that the people that you're showcasing are, I would say either look similar to the, the person you're, you're the typical ideal customer you're going after or mm -hmm. a small step above in looks, you know, like it, it is good sometimes to have a little bit more attractive person, you know, for people to aspire. They want to look like that person. Um, Number two is uh, you want the design to be the hero of the image. This is a really good mm -hmm. tip. I love the way that you phrase that when you say uh, that's an Adrian thing is he says you want the design to be the hero of the image. Uh, what, what we mean by that is you want that design to be front and center, to be visible. A lot of mock-ups, lifestyle mock-ups we see, like even on Placeit, the, the, the person is, is turned to the side where mm -hmm. you can't really see the design clearly. You want it to be lighted well, and you want that design to be right up in front so that when somebody sees that on an ad or a social media post, they know that it's a, it's a post for a t-shirt. Mm. It's not just mm -hmm. a post about somebody with their motorcycle also wearing a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so the t-shirt needs to be the hero or the design needs to be the hero of the image. It's not always a t-shirt, but the, the, the design needs to be the hero of the image. And lastly, yeah. you want your design to be easily visible on a mobile device. So Huge. if it's a small design, you need a, a mock-up that where the design is very close because you mm -hmm. need it to be visible clearly on a, on a phone or a mobile device. Yeah, hundred percent. So for an example of that, like one design that's really popular, that's been really popular for a couple of years is that like pocket of flowers or pocket of sunshine. I don't know if you've seen that where on the chest, there's like a flower graphic coming out of the pocket or a little sunshine coming out. Yep. And for something like that, you might want to start with a lifestyle image of someone wearing it. But the second image should probably be a close up just on the chest showing the graphic, especially if there's words, because it's going to be hard to make it a thumb stopper. If the words are super tiny on a mobile phone, someone's scrolling through Instagram or TikTok or something like that, they, they'll just go right past it without even noticing, um, noticing it. So, um, but going back to the, uh, I, I, I think um, making the designs look like your target audience is something that people just don't really think about that much. And I do think it's so, so important. And I think you mentioned this, Carrie, at one point, I don't know if this was in like Six Figure Founder or if this was on a past podcast, but you said something like, you know, if you're targeting um, like adult gamers, you don't want a teenager gaming, you don't want a photo of a teenager, someone exactly. that doesn't look like your ideal audience. Um, and I totally agree. And a lot of times I see brands do this. You ask them, okay, tell me who your niche is. And they'll be like, oh, I'm targeting women 35 to 55 that live here. And this is their sport that they're interested in and stuff like that. 
And then you see someone that doesn't look anything like that yeah. wearing the design or doing something totally random. Like Playset has a lot of random walk-ups. Like there's ones of people blowing bubbles with bubble gum and there's people holding basketballs, you know, and, and yeah. that's great if you're in the basketball niche, but let's say you're in like the fishing niche and then you you do, you you use this one of this person holding a basketball. It's kind of confusing. You're like, I see that all the time. Basketball is so random. Me too. It's shocking it's so how much random. I see it. Like I, yeah. I just, I go to the website and it's like, yeah, it, it, you just need to think of it this way. If uh, this is how I want you to think of it, how, whatever your target, you know, whatever you are, whatever category you fit into, like for me, I'm about to be 34. I'm 34 year old dad. I live in Oklahoma. I got two young kids. I've been married about 10 years. That just gives you mm -hmm. a little bit backstory on me. If I go to a website and I'm considering a t-shirt and the model is, is 74 years old and it's a woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to, my, 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 my first thought is this is not for me. Click right. away. You know what right. I mean? I could right. love the t-shirt, but it's like, yeah. Oh, that's the person that wears it. That's not me. You know what right. I mean? Yep. So you want them to feel comfortable. You want like, if I'm going to go show off that t-shirt to all of my other mid thirties, dads, friends with young kids, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I like, I, yeah, does that, does that make sense? Like, yeah, it totally makes sense. Like you, you want to imagine yourself in the shirt and it makes that a whole lot easier if the person in the lifestyle image looks like you yeah. or, or somewhat like you. One of the, I got to bring up one more thing. Yeah, uh, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> We've been talking about some funny stuff on this, on this episode. <laughs> I'm going to talk about some more funny stuff, but I think maybe a lot of dudes out there have seen this, uh, seen this ad. Have you ever gotten the ads for the T they're, they're just blank t-shirts, but the brands that they, the advertisement is to like cover your dad bod. Have you ever got those? You probably no, haven't. I have not. Cause you don't have dad bod. See, <laughs> <laughs> no, I get these Some ads. More. If, you, if you've more. seen them, they are genius ads. They basically like, like they'll, the ad will basically be a video and it's this dude wearing a really unflattering t-shirt mm. and like, can't, he basically like, isn't getting any attention. You know, he looks like an idiot, whatever. And then he like pops into one of these, these specially made, t they're probably not, but these specially made t-shirts to like cover your gut. Right. And then all of a sudden <laughs> the girl walks by and, and she's just like drooling over him because oh he's God. got this flattering t-shirt. It yeah. sounds stupid, but yeah. the ads are so freaking good. And I I'm telling you, they are so effective because I've been getting the same ads for like years and wow. you know, they're, they're, it's a brand like uh, the one I'm thinking of is called like true classic. I'm okay. wearing one right now that probably promotes that. They're called Built. I don't know if they're a dad bod shirt. What's that? Is that a dad bod shirt? It could, it could be. It's, <laughs> it's scooped. It's scooped to help with the dad bod. You know, but <laughs> but uh, but my point is like those ads work so well for the mm. exact reason we're talking about. Is that for me? Literally, when I see that ad, I go, "Oh, I wear my." This is the thought process that goes through my head. I have a dad bod. I wear, I wear these regular t-shirts that are unflattering to my dad bod. And, and if there's a t-shirt out there that can make me look more flattering, mm. you know, and I see these dudes that I see these dudes on the ad that kind of look like me, they have the body composition of me. And, and then they show, they literally show the before and after here's a dude wearing a normal t-shirt. Here's a dude wearing our specially made t-shirt. And it's like, That's Whoa, that looks really, hilarious. that looks so good. You can't even notice their gut and all this stuff. <laughs> like it's super effective. So it's just going back to like show and let people imagine themselves in that t-shirt. When I see that ad, I can imagine myself with my body composition wearing that specially made t-shirt or whatever and going, right. oh yeah, I need that. You know what I mean? Even if I don't really need it. 
but it's good marketing. It's really good marketing. It is good marketing. And and I was reading a book recently that was talking about like three of the biggest uh, things that you should be trying to solve, three of the biggest problems you should be trying to solve anytime you're doing marketing is health, wealth, or relationships taking those angles and there's products that you wouldn't even think they could take one of these angles. And one of the examples that they used was the Gillette razor. They're like, someone asked, what do you think Gillette razors, when they do the commercials, what do you think that they're, they're trying to market? And someone's like, I don't know, like razors shaving your face. They're like, no, look at the commercial. There's this guy, he needs to shave his face. He uses a Gillette razor and all of a sudden this girl runs yeah. and throws herself on him and feels his face. They're targeting relationships. They want men to feel like when they use a Gillette razor, the women are going to be thrown to them, kind of like the dad bod shirts. It's mm -hmm. so clever. It's so clever Super because clever. They're, take, they're, they're angling this in one of those three categories. And um, I think those people are onto something. Maybe those dad bod shirts are just like the Bella Canvas 3001. Dude, no, the, I'm not kidding when I say <laughs> these, com these companies are everywhere. Like I know yeah. it works because... Over the last couple of years, it's just like I get more and more ads, which could also right. let me know that my dad bot is getting worse and worse if I'm getting no. more ads. But Dude, no. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I don't even think of you as having a dad bot. Like, it I've seen you in person. You, you, I did not think, like, oh, <laughs> dude, look at that stop. dad bot. Stop but it. I'm what blushing. I'm saying I'm blushing. Is, well, no, dude, but what I'm saying is they were probably just targeting dads. Literally, they were yeah. probably targeting yeah. dads in America, and mm -hmm. you were just one of the targets. Yeah. You know, some people might, like – be like, oh, I got targeted. Do they think I have a dad bod and they get offended and stuff? But I don't think they would do that. I think they would be best off just targeting broad dads yep. because yeah. dad bod, dad, it's kind of a requirement, I guess. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could keep going on that. But the point was, <laughs> it was show Go your, show your ideal customer. <laughs> I, this is my favorite episode of all time. This we're talking like, about dad bonds. We're just we're talking about my body the whole time. <laughs> I feel really insecure. All right. Oh, dude. This I'm is your last. You this is the last tip. Yeah. It's it's all, right, all you, you, bro. Tip number thirteen. All right. all right. This is one. I'll be that back. I'm... I'll be back in ten minutes. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Go like go cry. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, you don't have a dad bod. All right. So <laughs> this is a tip that I'm really, really big on. And I have seen this turn designs from total flops to six figure designs. And that is tip number 13. The final tip of creating winning shirt designs to sell is use high converting fonts. Yes. Good fonts matter. And I see people all the time and to be fair, I don't think they realize that the fonts they're using are ugly, but you can look at the data and you can actually find popular fonts. You don't have to think of it yourself. You don't have to look at it and be like, oh, that's a really nice font. Literally go on to Etsy, look at the best sellers on Etsy and look at fonts that they're selling. For example, one font that's been really popular for a super long time is that kind of groovy, hippie, thick, uh, kind of font. I don't know how to describe groovy hippie. I know font. Which one you're talking about. I, the one I use is keep on trucking. Um, it's an amazing font. It's super popular. And you could take a design that people might have liked, but the font was just really hideous. 
and they didn't want to wear it and you could put a trending font on there and a lot of times it can totally change the game for a design now if the design is not something that evokes emotion relatability relatability and people don't like what it says then yeah. it doesn't matter what font you use it's not going to sell but i have literally had six figure designs that were exclusively text based and i truly believe that the font you select can be the difference between a design that crushes it and one that completely flops so all you need to do is spend a little bit of time doing some research, look at what's selling, look at the, like success leaves clues, find the best selling designs and literally just use the exact same font. You can even use tools. There's this Chrome extension that I use. What's it called? It's called, um, there's multiple of these, but this one's yeah. called what font? what font it's a chrome extension and you can literally scroll over certain it doesn't work in all cases but the one i have is called uh what is it called text uh i thought i had it right oh font font finder font finder okay yeah like Same there's thing. these chrome extensions there's these tools sometimes you just take a clip of the design and then you you upload it and it tells you fonts it tells you that font or fonts like it there's so use, many things you can do i always use what the font dot com what the yeah. what the font I've used that one before too. That's a really good one. I think that's the one where you can take a snapshot of the yeah. like design and then it'll give you like multiple. Yeah, you literally fonts just upload a screenshot it. and it'll tell you like, oh, here's 10 fonts that are the same or similar. And yeah. then a lot of times what you can do is I don't want to get myself in trouble here. Hopefully I'm not doing anything bad. <laughs> but uh I've never had any issues with it. Is you can you can just go Google that font and a lot of times you can find the like the free version or a similar version. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in what the font, it'll be like $25 and I'll just Google it and it'll be like, oh, here's the free one. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, you just want to check. You just want to check to see yeah. if it's if it requires a license for commercial use yes. because you can get in trouble if you just take the free version that's for personal use only and then you sell it on shirts, right? Exactly. Um, and if it's going to sell well, that license will pay for itself within like a day. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Yeah, when when you're you know when you're getting fonts that are on trend that you know are trendy fonts, it's a pretty safe bet paying for them because yeah they're they're performing well. But there are some things there um, there are some issues, some common issues that I see in poor performing designs when it comes to fonts, and I just want to share those. So the first one is that the font is difficult to read. So this is particularly the case with cursive fonts, like that kind of handwriting fonts, but there are a lot of other fonts out there that are just really challenging to read. And interestingly enough, cursive fonts are actually pretty trendy. You see it on a lot of women's designs um, where they might have a different font and then a little part of it will be cursive or something like that. But you got to make sure that it's something that people can actually read because if it's not, no one's going to see it. Everyone's going to scroll right past it. So uh, just be really careful with the fonts you select and especially like test it on, on a mobile device, make sure that it's actually legible. The second thing is the font style doesn't resonate with the target audience. So an example I use is imagine your audience was male auto technicians and you create designs with this dainty, really feminine looking cursive font. Do you really think a alpha male auto mechanic is going to want to wear that shirt? No, chances are it's probably not going to resonate with them very well. And it's probably not going to result in many sales. If you put that on a different font that wasn't dainty and really feminine, then there's a significantly higher chance that the, these alpha male auto technicians would actually wear it. So 
that's another thing. The third thing is using ugly fonts. And like I said before, like I don't I don't think people go in with the intention. I don't think they know that the font is ugly. Yeah. But let your customers vote with their dollars. If it's not making sales, it could be due to the font. It's not always the case. Most of the time, it's due to what the shirt actually says. But there are times where the fonts just don't look good mm. or it just doesn't work. Like, you know, when people use those font combos and sometimes you're like, oof, like some work really well together and some really clash. And exactly. I've seen both. And so you got to be really careful, really strategic, like look at winning designs using those combos and use the same combos. They're doing something right. There's elements that, that made that a winner. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing I just want to say. And uh, the other thing I wanted to say was, you know, it's important when you're creating designs that you're using fonts that are going to make the customer stop their scroll. So you want to be very intentional about the fonts that you select. And your best chance of success, in my opinion, is doing research, finding what's trending right now. Sometimes there are those evergreen fonts that always do well. Um, but if you are using a proven font, you've probably got a good chance. If the shirt is something people want to wear, it's probably going to do pretty well. Uh, the other thing is just make the fonts legible. So select the font that people can read, especially from, a, oh, sorry. No, that's me repeating myself. Never mind. But the, the third thing is use fonts that are already working. So if you have a design that is performing really, really well, try using that exact same font in some of your future designs. I've done this so many times. Like anytime I have a six figure design, you best believe I'm going to put that exact same font on future shirts because something worked, something people liked about it. And clearly yep. they weren't turned off enough by the font to not buy it. So there's a good chance that it can do really well. And a lot of times it does. So that is my rant on fonts. Yeah. I, say, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to add the number one, the number one tip for me is just like, well, number one, just don't, you don't have to recreate the wheel, like reinvent mm -hmm. the wheel. I just like to go to I just like to go to like popular clothing brand websites and just mm -hmm. look at the best selling designs and just look at those font styles. I mean, it's totally. it's not rocket science. I mean, like you said, you totally. you do it a lot on Etsy. A lot of times, mm -hmm. I try to go to the we mentioned this in previous tips, but I try to go to the the stores where my customers are already shopping. Everybody right. has to have clothes on to you have to wear clothes, right? So like everybody <laughs> buys everybody buys clothes from somewhere. So it's like just. <laughs> Go find, figure out what stores your ideal customer shops at. Go look at the graphic t-shirts and see what's, what's cool and trending there. And yeah, it's like, take the inspiration, right? Dude, I feel like this has been a really quotable episode. We're talking about like people <laughs> saying things that are quotable. I feel like you could take like five quotes from this episode, maybe put them on shirts. So uh -oh. but everybody needs to wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> everybody has to wear clothes, right? Oh, I love it. I 80, love hey, it. Hey, 89% of Americans put on a t-shirt at least once per week. Boom. So everybody wears t-shirts. 90% yeah. of people. Oh, here in Arizona, we were them all year round. Yeah, T-shirts exactly. are our best friend. That percentage is probably higher now. I think that's that's old. It's probably six, seven years old. Anyways. Yeah. No, that that was that was good. Well, that is it. That is all 13 tips, Carrie. We we got through it over two episodes. And um, I don't think this was like I actually haven't been keeping track of time, but I don't think this was like a two-hour episode. So I think that's a, probably a good thing. <laughs> yep. I think it was good, man. I, I uh I feel like I was looking at the tips and I feel like the episode number one tips were like 
the really, really good tips. But mm. then as we recorded episode two, I was like, I like this episode better. I feel like these tips were really, were really good. So I don't know. I mean, I think both episodes were good, but I, I thought I was going to think the episode, the first part was better. But then I was recorded part two. I was like, hmm, this one was more entertaining. I'll say that. Yeah. This is a more entertaining more episode. Entertaining. Oh man. That was, uh, that was awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a quick favor and just leave us a quick review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. It's completely free to do, but it helps us a ton. If you're watching over on YouTube, hit the like button, also subscribe, and just leave us a quick comment and let us know what you think. We'd also love to feature your review, possibly on a future podcast episode. So with that being said, thank you so much, and we'll see you soon.